0: Welcome back to another episode of Diaries of a Homosexual. I'm your host, Chris Sigerson. this week, we're going to talk about family. And you're going to be like, Krishay, oh my god, this is so exciting. You said you were going to have your dad on. Like, we can't wait to hear him. Um, So, some stuff has happened with that. As we know, family relationships are ongoing. Family relationships are complicated. You know, we all got daddy issues. We all got mommy issues. I have my fair share as well. First, I want to say, love my, both my parents so much. Love my dad. Love my mom endlessly I fully recorded the episode with my dad it's edited it's ready it was a really 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 good episode like probably one of the favorite my favorite episodes ever I think it was just so raw and interesting and like I have never my dad has never opened up to me like that I mean I've never had such an open and amazing conversation and I really 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 wish I could share it with you guys I really do but it will not be out for quite some time, hopefully quite some time, because some stuff was said in that podcast that my dad does not want it to be released until he dies. So um, until that happens, which will hopefully not be for a long, long time, because I would not be okay if my father passed away, obviously, because I'm like very close with him now. I love him so much. And like, I just I need him to like live a long, long, long life. So you will probably not be getting that episode for like mm, 20 years, but it's something to look forward to. It really is. I will be talking about family because so much has happened with my family. We're just coming out of the holidays. And I think that, you know, even just talking with my friends, family is so interesting and everyone has different family dynamics. Everyone has some sort of issue with their family because no family's perfect and sometimes family is just really honest and it's not great so before christmas break i was sitting in my room okay and i am looking at expanding to youtube okay i have everything filmed I'm just editing it now. I'm taking my time. Don't expect anything because I'm doing it on my own time. I'm enjoying it, okay? But I wanted to upgrade my editing software, so I was going to get Final Cut Pro. I was hoping my, you know, dad would help me out with it because if you don't know what Final Cut Pro is, it's basically an editing software. It's like iMovie on steroids, but it costs some money. And I am a broke, jobless college student, okay? So I was like, Papa, can you help me out with this? and he was like um yeah like what class is it for and i'm not i'm not going to lie okay i don't lie to my dad i'm we're very honest with each other and so i was like oh it's actually not for school it's for a personal project and he was like oh so like you don't really need it like why are why are we buying it if it's not like for school fair question fair question and so i was basically like well dad and keep in mind i've had this podcast for well over a year now okay ever I am very much out this it's literally called diaries of a homosexual everyone knows i am gay okay my dad was asking why i needed this piece of editing software and i just said well um i have a podcast and you know he is not very let's say with it with technology he still has a Samsung phone, which, you know, no, eh, yeah, yeah. some hate against Samsung, not gonna lie. I still love you if you have a Samsung, but it's like, like he just moved to Samsung from BlackBerry. Like it's that kind of, like it's bad. It's an issue. He didn't really know what a podcast was, so I was kind of explaining it and he's a very supportive father. He was like, oh my gosh, what is it called? I want to go listen to it. And I was like, it's called there's." a Homosexual. And he's like, what? And I was like, it's called Diaries of a Homosexual. And he just went silent on the phone. And I was like, oh, shit. I feel like he knew at this point. I was like, "Eh, he probably knows I'm gay. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's it's not that hard to tell. He had been dropping hints on the phone. At least I thought he was. You know, we'd be on the phone. He'd be talking and we'd be ending our conversation. I was like, okay, bye. And he'd be like, just so you know, I am your father and I love you very much. And if you ever need to tell me anything, I'm always here for you. You are my son. I will love you no matter what. Okay, bye. You know what I mean? So I was just like, "Mm, he knows. Someone told him. Also, my sister-in-law, my brother's wife, follows me on social media. And I like very openly post about, you know, men, about my podcast. So I was like, yeah, they probably told him. And after an awkward like 30-second silence on the phone, he goes, oh, so are you gay? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, that's cool. And then he like went on this big long rant about how it's like cool and amazing. And like, it's so good. And how I have a gay cousin and BC and that I should connect with her, which I have. She's really nice. Love her. Um, but you know, did the whole dad thing and it was, it was really sweet. It was really, um, it was really nice. I am really lucky and grateful that I have a dad that, is supportive of me and my sexuality and like anything I want to do like I'm so so grateful for that because I know I know that a lot so like so many people don't get that and you know it's it's really hard and so it was really nice to be open he did mention he was like you know your brother mentioned he was like oh I think J is gay And he mentioned he had some sort of podcast, but I don't know what the fuck a podcast was. So I didn't care. I was going to wait for you to tell me. And I was like, oh, thanks, dad. During the podcast episode with my dad, um, I asked him a question like, do you wish you knew earlier? And he was like, yeah, you know, I I really did wish you told me earlier, which, you know, fair. But I felt like in my head, I didn't know how he was going to react. And I was scared that I would like lose him. And the only like people who didn't know that I had come out was... My dad and, like, my brother and, like, family on that side just because, I don't know, I just, I didn't know how they'd react. Um, I knew my brother would be fine and everything, but I just didn't want him to, like, tell my dad, whatever. And I didn't tell my grandparents. My grandparents still don't actually know. Like, it's not like they're on social media, but they are very religious. I've talked about this before, but they're very religious, and I'm very, very close with them. And I just don't feel comfortable coming out to them I don't like I am still kind of on that journey but you know they are getting older my grandpa is actually in the hospital right now um so we're really hoping that he gets better but it's kind of made me think like if anything happened to them like I genuinely don't know what I would do because I god I am so so close to them but I feel like I would really regret it if I didn't tell them and if I don't get that chance I think I'll always wish I did But I'm also scared that if I do tell them then it could ruin the relationship and you know maybe they wouldn't speak to me because in the past the way they deal with things are like when I like did something wrong as a kid my family would just like not talk to me and like silence was just how it was treated and so if you did something wrong you would just like not talk to the other person and I hate that I wouldn't I try to like never do that like when people get angry at me I go silent but it's not because like I am trying to be spiteful I literally just like shut down when people get like angry at me I don't like that's just me but like they would straight up like ignore me and I really I'm so so terrified that that is going to happen and I will make sure that I never ever do that if I ever have children if I ever have a significant other (laughs) when hopefully when I have a significant other like just do not give people the silent treatment at least like you know if you need to walk away have some silence while you like collect yourself that's fine okay I totally understand that you know collect yourself do what you need to do but don't like uh, go out of your way to like not talk to someone like if they're like oh, what's wrong? And you're just like not talking to them and you're making your little sandwich and coffee and you're like going to go to bed. Don't go to bed angry. Okay. But I don't know. I, I will let you know, um, kind of my journey with that and navigating that with my grandparents because I, I, I don't know what to do. And I feel like it's so like coming out is such a process and it can be really hard. It like really hard. Sometimes It, it can be, um, hopefully it's really good, but it's a journey. That's why this is called Diaries of Homosexual, because it's literally just me like documenting my life. <laughs> and hopefully you get something out of it too. That is why my father's not out here today. Now I mentioned earlier that my relationship with my dad is good and that we're very close. It was not always that way. Okay. I was not always like super, super close to my dad, and I feel like that's not talked about enough. And I know so, so many of my gay friends specifically aren't close with their dads and you know I get very nervous around large groups of like straight men just because of like my history and like all boys private Catholic school and like they like people were not always the nicest when they find out that you're gay and they think you're gonna like them and they think like all these preconceived notions and stereotypes about you just based on your sexuality when that is so stupid like it's so stupid and it's not true i find that a lot of dads in general are not super accepting if their kids are gay or just gay people are you know sometimes they make little comments about you know oh like look at that couple over there like blah blah blah. and then you're sitting there like oh my god like how am i ever going to come out and my dad is very much open to everything. Like he's such a great guy, very forward thinking, let's say. Like he's not really like that at all. He doesn't like usually make like super homophobic comments. And so I felt like it was a little better that way, but growing up, he was always there for me in his own way. But like, papa was not present, okay? Like I was raised by mostly my mom and like my grandparents and stuff, and you know, my dad was always like There for us, but he wasn't always physically there because he was working, and I I totally understand that because he's been able to provide for our family incredibly, and I will always be grateful for that. But it kind of sucks because I never got all the experiences that other kids got with their dads, and so now sometimes like this Christmas, I went skating with my friends, and there was this little kid there with his dad, and his dad was, like, teaching him how to skate, and the kid was, like, holding on to a chair, and, like, I didn't tell anyone this, but, like, I straight up almost started crying, because, like, it makes me so sad to see that, but it's also so, like, I'm so happy for that kid, but, like, I never got that. Like, every single year when I was a kid, my dad would make a skating rink in the backyard, which is so amazing, but then it would just sit there because he wouldn't be there to, like, teach me how to skate. The intention was always there, and, like, He loves me so much and I know that and we're so much closer now, but like when I was a child It was like very much all about work. I get that. I'm not ungrateful at all like at all for that And I understand especially now that i'm older Being an adult is not easy. Okay money is fucking stressful It's so difficult to like live the life that you want to live and like especially providing for a family like I cannot comprehend how people provide for like a family You know what I mean? Like, I can barely provide for myself, let alone a child, which are expensive, okay? I am expensive as fuck. My school, like, every, like, geez, I cannot even imagine. You know, sometimes that meant that maybe my dad wasn't at my birthday party. And when you're little, you don't understand these things, you know? And you just think, like, oh, my dad's not here. And that's really sad. And you feel sad about it. But, like, looking back, like, I know how hard he worked for everything that I have now and I'm so grateful for it it still doesn't change the, like I have daddy issues and there's more to that too but we'll see we'll see if we get or ever get into that you know this is we're we're pretty close we're we're besties but you know some things <laughs> some things are yet to be told which you know they will be we're developing this is this is a process stick around eventually my relationship started to improve with my dad I feel like it was only in this past like six to seven months I would say like since I started university that our relationship got so much better and I think that that was because first of all I wasn't like living at home not that I like lived with him because you know childhood divorced parents sorry I feel like this episode is already like so deep and like (laughs) I hope you're Getting something from it, I feel like once there was distance between us, and once we like really started talking, and you know now that I'm older, I feel like I understand more, and you know my dad is an entrepreneur, and now I switched from science to business, and so I'm kind of like interested in that too, and so I think it gave us like a point of bonding, and so I think finding something to like bond over can be really hard a lot of the time, stereotypically with like gay men and their fathers, but finding something can be really helpful. In some cases, some parents are so fucking shitty, you do not want a relationship with them. If that is you, that is totally okay. I understand it. Sometimes not having a relationship with your parent is better for you. In my case, I want a relationship with my parents. I love my parents. Don't get me wrong. You can still love your parents and not want to be around them. They are your family and you can choose who your family is you will still be related to them be you you know you can choose your own family you can choose your own friends you can still have love for them like if all they're doing is holding you back tearing you down all the time that's not someone you want in your life just because you're related to them shouldn't mean that you are giving all of your energy to them they shouldn't be like leeching off you you know what i mean since having something to like kind of talk about now like since i've come out I think we've gotten even closer because we've just had so many open conversations and I think even just starting those like awkward conversations with my dad have brought us so much closer and I think honesty is so important like just be honest don't make it awkward you know like just go for it just talk to them. And I think as you get older, it's almost easier to connect with your parents because you can relate to them more and like you're not a child anymore. I'm really, really grateful for the spot that I'm kind of like in with my dad and I'm, you know, it's getting better. And yeah, and even though the podcast episode with him is not being released for quite some time, hopefully, I'm still very glad I did it because it was such an amazing experience. Now, one thing... I also wanted to touch on was you know step parents. Both my parents have had multiple marriages. Okay, they are divorced. um My mom has a boyfriend. My dad had a girlfriend, and they have both been dating each other for like a long time. Like I basically like just considered them step parents at this point. Step parents can be hard to navigate this is another thing that I've noticed from even just some of my friends the thing is with step parents you can't control who your parents date you're never going to be able to you know if you don't like who your step parents are you can talk to your parents about it but like there's no sure way to know that like they will take your advice you know what I mean and a lot of people I think get stuck with step parents that aren't great for them i experienced this with the girl that my dad dated for a long time i still i still have love for her we had a very tricky relationship but i just remember one day we were at my cabin and we were jet skiing with like my cousins and we it was me who was like 18 my friend who was 19 and like two like 23 year old cousins okay like we were very much adults We can handle it. And we were like, oh, my God, we need to go tubing, you guys. And so we got the, like, hot dog tube out, which is basically, like, it literally looks like a hot dog. And you, like, straddle the hot dog. You know, maybe it's vaguely sexual. It's a little strange. But then tubing, it's like a jet ski. And you have a rope between the tube and the jet ski. And then you, like, go crazy on the water. And it's so much fun. I forgot that you need to, like, keep the rope away from, like, the motor or whatever in the jet ski because it'll get sucked up. And so the rope got sucked up, okay? And do not forget, last summer I sunk a jet ski by accident. Okay. It was, it was not good. We did not want part two. The jet ski stopped. Okay. And I was like, oh shit. Everyone was like, okay, Crochet, like, <laughs> go fix it. And I was like, guys, like I'm literally the skinniest little like thing. What do you want me to do? Like I don't even know how to change a tire. I don't know how to like hitch a trailer. Like none of that. You want me to fix a jet ski in the middle of the lake? Like Okay, I'll I'll try. Luckily, you know, we had a knife in the compartment of the jet ski, and so they give me the knife, and then I jump in the water where you can't see anything. So I'm like, oh my god, I'm literally getting eaten by like some fish or something under me, or like get tangled up in seaweed, or like I don't know, the Loch Ness monster. And I go under, and I'm like, oh my god, like this is caught. So I'm pulling at it, I'm trying to cut it whatever. And then luckily my cousin's boyfriend who was there was like, it's okay. Like, let me try. And so he gets down. He like goes in there and like fixes it somehow. We start the jet ski. Keep in mind the tide is like going away from the shore. So this entire time, probably of like 20 minutes where we're out here, we're drifting farther and farther away. So we're like, fuck, like how are we going to, first of all, swim that far back to shore? Luckily we had like life vests, everything. Like we're going to be fine. But how do we swim that far back to shore and also bring like the jet ski and stuff with us? Like it was just not it was not a good scenario. There was a storm coming. Like I was a little nervous, not gonna lie. The jet ski works. We, you know, tow ourselves back to the shore. And I just remember my stepmom was waiting there. Immediately just starts like getting so angry that we were out so far and like blah, blah. I was just so confused because I was like, first of all, girl, like what were you gonna do if you were that worried? Like, hop on a jet ski like come find us you know like come save us and i explained the situation to her very calmly and i was like listen like the jet ski broke down we had no control like we're just drifting away like we solved the problem and we're all fine she got very mad she really told us off for things that i personally don't agree with i don't i honestly don't think we did anything wrong nothing was damaged like we were all fine we're all like adults like we're literally adults i go get changed my cousins go to their cab and they get changed. Then we went over there. We're all talking. And then my stepmom knocks on the door, like, bangs on the door, comes in. And she's, like, all mad at us again. She's like, I can't believe you do that. Like, that's so immature. That's so dangerous, blah, blah, blah. Then she starts crying. I was just so worried, like, blah, blah, blah. But, like, she's angry. I find, like, whenever she would get mad at me like this and, like, us for, like, things like this, like, she wouldn't just say something and then... It would be over. There'd be like part one, two, three, four, and five. Like she would get mad, go. Then she'd come back, scream at you again, then leave. Then she'd come back for a third time, scream at you. It was awful. You know, I still do love her. There was a lot that happened with that relationship where, you know, I don't really talk to her anymore. And that's fine. You know, wish her the best, everything. I wanted to share that story because you are not alone if you have a step parent that you don't necessarily get along with all the time it can be so difficult because sometimes it can come in the way of your relationship with your parent because it's almost like you versus you know your step parent and that sucks especially when let's say you, like you were close with your parent and then someone else came in and then you don't feel as close anymore like it's the worst feeling in the world i feel like after that relationship ended i also began to get closer with my dad because there wasn't that barrier of friction between me and my stepmom that like you know didn't make my relationship with my dad any easier and so i think that, that can really really affect your relationship with your parents. And a lot of the time, it is just best to walk away. It is best to, you know, if you are not financially dependent on your parents, not be involved with your parents. I totally get that. If you think that you want a relationship with your parents, I think that is awesome. I think everyone should have a relationship with their parents. And I don't mean that like, if they're a horrible person, you still should. I mean, everyone should have a parent that they feel like they want to be close to. And I think it's tragic that that is not the case and that there are so, so, so many people who do not want relationships with their parents. And it baffles me that there are parents who do things to their kids that is quite frankly, not okay. And it's really fucked up. And if that is you, I am so sorry, but I promise you, I promise you it gets better. You're going to get older and you're going to be financially dependent it may not seem like it now you may be like how the fuck am i going to be financially dependent i don't know how to do taxes i don't know how to get a job i don't know like literally don't stress about it this sounds so fucking like basic and like okay crochet shut up everything like works out like i can't explain this but everything just ends up being okay Like, you're never going to just, like, die on the street, you know what I mean? Like, you're still going to be alive, you're still going to be kicking, you know? You can get a job, you're going to figure it out. Things will work out, and it's going to be okay, and even if your relationship with your parents is not incredible by the end of it, maybe it's non-existent, you will be okay. You will make friends, you can make your own family, and it's going to work out as long as you keep trying and keep being persistent and, like, being okay and, like, figuring your shit out. It's going to be okay, okay? Maybe I need to hear that too. Switching from family, you know, cuz we're done with that. We've we've talked about it. We've been there, done that. Um let's go to my dating life because that has been much more interesting recently. You know, I have been serial dating. It's been a great time. I <laughs> I have so much to tell you. Like you have no idea. But one thing I needed to quickly talk about was I've been getting a lot of DMs specifically gay men being like, oh, dating's so pointless, like I wish I could find someone, but like all these dates are so bad, or like I'm talking about the dates that I went on, they're like, oh, those actually sound good. Like every date I go on is awful. Dating is not pointless, okay? If you have been on one date a month and you're like, the dating pool is awful, girl, you're not even trying, not to toot my own horn, okay? Not I'm not tuning at all. But if you wanted to, you could totally set up like, multiple dates, okay? There have been times where I've set up four in a weekend. If I can do it, you can do it. You know, you work hard, but crochet works harder at dating. <laughs> dating is trial and error, okay? You have to do it multiple times before you get it right, you know? Let me think of an analogy. Let's say your math homework. When you start a new topic in math, you're like, I don't know how to do this. This is so difficult. It's never going to work. And then by the end of the semester, you're looking back on that first unit and you're like, yeah, that was easy breezy. You know, it's the same thing with dating. In the beginning, you're like, oh my God, like, I don't know how to do, I don't know how to date. I'm socially awkward. Like, how do I greet people? What if I get kidnapped? Valid questions, valid questions. And you know what? Trial and error. You're going to figure it out. Maybe I get kidnapped once, you know, you know how to not do it again. I'm kidding. Be safe don't get kidnapped, please. That's not real advice. Let's say you don't know how to greet people. You're like really awkward when you first meet a person on a date. That's fair. I used to be like that too. Now, now I'm not awkward. Treat everyone like your best friend when you first meet them. That's what I do. Be so excited to see them because I find when you're so excited to see them, they become so excited to see you. And a lot of the time people will match your energy. Also, I go into dates. Sometimes I have a notes app of like, in, like interview questions basically I'm just an interviewer at heart I can talk for an hour no problem clearly as you know sometimes I write down questions I will interview them kind of but I'll make it sound natural you know like you never want to make it sound like you're straight up interviewing them because I've done that too and people have been like crochet this isn't a job interview um and that's okay sometimes you go on a date it's really awkward let's say the person is really awkward they don't know how to talk they're not really talking whatever you need to break the ice talk about yourself i am not a huge fan of this i always recommend to ask the other person questions because it makes them feel like you're really really intrigued with what they're saying and hopefully you are really intrigued about what you're saying and make sure you're not interrupting them make sure you're listening to them and what i do okay key pro tip Squint your eyes a little, tilt your head a little bit to the right, and just nod ever so slightly occasionally. Not like overly. Okay, I'm not talking like up and down, like crazy, like a little bobblehead. No, no, no. Like almost unperceivably, nod. Or every once in a while, you you don't even have to throw in the nod all the time. But tilt your head to the right, squint your eyes, and just like really focus on what they're saying, and just don't interrupt until it's like quiet. If there's a pause in the thing, you know, you can be thinking of a story in your head that relates to your life that will relate to the thing that they just told you, and that's how you're going to build a great conversation, okay? But listening is so important because it makes people obsessed with you because people, their favorite thing in the world is to talk about themselves. If you got me going talking about myself, I could talk about myself for hours. I I literally do alone. I talk about myself for hours. I can easily. But people don't usually like to hear about you talk about yourself because then you just sound self-obsessed. And you may be the most self-obsessed person in the fucking world. And you should be. You should be self-obsessed. You should be loving yourself at every point, every moment. You should be obsessed with your life, obsessed with everything about yourself. Okay. I literally have a phone case that says I heart me and it has a picture of me flexing in the middle of the heart. It's great. But don't talk about yourself on a date unless it relates directly to what the person is saying. You're not interrupting them. Or if they're really just awkward, like I said before, if they're not saying anything, then talk about yourself because it's better than sitting in silence. That's what I do. I also think of um, a few personal stories that are really funny that I think I could work into the conversation somehow because, you know, some embar- I pick one embarrassing story, one like adventure story, and then one kind of like funny story or something that happened like very, very recently. And if you keep those at the forefront of your mind, if anything ever goes dull, I immediately just whip out one of those stories and it brings the conversation back to life. Now, you may be like, Crochet, It's so awkward, you know, let's say they pick you up or you're meeting at a coffee shop for the first time and, you know, it's like, do we hug, do we not hug? Like, you're like, um, hi, like, it's uh, nice to meet you. (laughs) Hmm, so, uh, what a nice day out, hmm? (laughs) Yeah, pretty nice day out. And it's really awkward, okay? It doesn't have to be like that. You remember Shakespeare, the British boy, you know? He was a while ago. Actually, this little bitch, just kidding. Well, no, recently he added me on Snapchat. I know, I know, he unadded me. And he went, no hard feelings, you know, that was kind of over and done with. But still, I was like, jeez, did you have to unadd me? Were my stories that annoying? But you remember him. When I first met him, I was meeting him at my school, like on a benches at night, and it was like kind of sketchy, but like, you know, it all worked out. But I thought I would, you know, make it less awkward by, you know, just screaming his name across campus. And so as I was walking to the place we were meeting it was obviously him because it was like probably nine o'clock at night and there was just he was the only one sitting in a bench alone and so as I was walking up to him I was like Shakespeare like from like across the street and then he like looked up and when I asked him you know for my YouTube video that I did when I asked him like what my first what his first impression was of me it was like one of the things that I remember him saying was I thought it was, like, really cool that, like, you felt confident enough to just, like, scream my name. Like, I thought it was funny. And I was like, I don't know. Like, things like that is just funny. So go into it be like, hi, how are you doing? Like, scream their name, you know? Think of something to just break the ice. The other thing I also do to, you know, go and prepare on a first date, and this is going to be a pro tip, okay? This is going to set you up for motherfucking success, okay? If you are hopefully, you know, talking to them about something or you're like talk like most of the time you text for a little bit before you meet up in person. If this is the case and, you know, you're meeting them online, not in person as it most commonly happens nowadays in the age of technology, try and think about something that this person either told you or... Or they were talking about that you can bring up, you know, let's say they had a job interview or maybe a class that they were starting or maybe they are really into pottery or sailing. Be like, oh, my God, how, like, hey, how are you? How did that job interview go right away? And then you, the conversation started. It's no longer awkward. Or like, oh, my God, Kate, okay, I saw this calendar the other day that had a sailboat on it and it made me think of you because like you're a sailor like that's so fucking cool like you should totally get this calendar ice is broken you smash that ice that is my pro tip that hopefully you will carry on from this episode and you will learn so much about now as for my dates i have gone on i'm gonna say three from like christmas break okay so before i left for christmas break we're gonna call this boy science guy okay very smart very handsome we met up at the same place i met shakespeare And we just walked around. Great conversation. I think it's really interesting to learn about people's family dynamics following the topic of this episode because that's kind of, like, what I was, like, asking about with this guy. Yeah, like, not much happened with that, but he was really, really nice. He also didn't believe that Manitoba, where I'm from, in the middle of Canada, existed because he's not the first person. The amount of people that I have met this year... Who have been like, that place exists? Yeah. Yeah, it exists. I live there. And people have asked for proof. And so I've been sending them photos. But then when I went home for Christmas, I went on a date with, we're going to call him Hockey Boy. Okay. I, we basically just hung out at his house and it was really a great time. And he was so nice. We watched this, like, horror movie, which was kind of freaky. I forget what it was called, but watching a movie is also a great first date idea. Now, don't get me wrong. Do not go to the motherfucking movie theaters on a first date, okay? If you were at their house watching a movie, K, okay, that is more fun. I would maybe pick a movie you've watched before because I like to talk on a first date, and if we're watching a movie on a first date, we're not actually going to be watching the movie. I'm going to be fully talking to you. Because I do not shut up during a movie unless we're at a theater. But we're not going to a theater on a first date because then we can't talk. So don't go to a movie theater on a first date. But do watch a movie at their place if you're comfortable with that on a first date. Great time. Great conversation. Lots of fun. Then, I think it was like last night, I hung out with this guy. He was a little bit like older than me but like not like crazy but he was so so nice on the way into his apartment um you know he said he was like gonna cook me something and then we're gonna like go to an arcade together and it was really i was really excited but on the way into his apartment i like literally stepped into a big ass puddle and like got my like pants wet my shoes my white shoes that now have a hole in them because i've been wearing them for so long i really need new shoes um very wet and there was a guy on the balcony watching me and he started laughing and then his laugh turned into a giant burp and I was like what the fuck and then I you know got into the guy's building he was so so nice we literally I'm not even kidding we sat on the couch for four hours I have not had such a good conversation with someone in so long like he was such like a deep person and he was like so like spiritual I was like oh my god and we didn't end up having dinner we didn't end up going to the arcade because we talked past the time that the arcade closed and then I was like oh my god I have school tomorrow like I need to go and he was like oh my god you didn't even get to eat and I was like yeah no, like it's okay (laughs) I have to go so I came home and like had a granola bar but it was fine because I it was like the best conversation ever you know these dates were so like I am such a big fan of dating I love dating because I've met friends through dating I have met so many interesting people some of which you know i haven't seen again since that date but that doesn't mean that it was a waste okay if you have a bad date that is not a waste of you know a date it is still valuable. Go into dates not thinking, oh my God, this could be the person that I'm going to marry for the rest of my life. Don't create scenarios in your head about this person because it's so difficult when you like someone and you create this dramatic scenario in your head and this future with them and then you meet them. Maybe you haven't even met them yet. And it's like not like that. It's it's an awful feeling when like your expectations don't meet what your reality is. And so approach dating as like, Like I said, an interview or an experience, a story that you can like tell your friends, you know, just make it fun. Dating shouldn't be like so serious. I think people take it so seriously all the time. And like, even if you're looking for a long-term partner, which, you know, would be nice. I very much think I'm ready for a relationship. I just think it needs to take the right person. Do I still have work I need to do on myself? Of course. I'm probably always going to be self-improving. Everyone's always fucking improving themselves. No one's ever perfect. I think if the right person did come along, I would be ready for a relationship. Have I found that person? No, no, probably not. I don't think I have. Like, obviously, because like, whatever. I am open to it, okay? But I don't approach every date I go on as like, this could be my forever. No. I'm like, I might not ever see this person again, but hopefully I will have a great time. I will meet a really cool person. You know, I'm starting to build my network as the finance bros would say and encourage me to do. Just don't take it seriously. It's fun. Don't be nervous. I know being nervous is normal, but like just break the ice. Do your research. I'm not afraid to like go deep into people's social media okay it's it's totally fine now that school started again i feel like the stress of school has been starting to come back and i've said this before you know do one thing every day that like you really enjoy and i have been doing that okay for me that has been going on little walks with my friends to the beach you may not live by a beach and that sucks for you i'm very sorry i grew up in like hick town so I know what it's like, you know, to just go bail jumping and quadding and dirt biking. Or maybe you're in a really small town and like, you know, there's not much to do but drive around and go to like the McDonald's drive through That's fine. Find something that you like to do. It can be anything, you know. Hopefully it's something outdoors. If you really like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which I've been re-watching and loving, that's fine too. But I have been going to the beach And I am on the ocean, I have seen mountains, I have seen nature and wildlife, I found kelp on the beach, I didn't even know what kelp was, it's like this big, there's like kelp forests. it's like this big underwater plant and it's edible and it looks gelatinous and I tried it and it was delicious, actually no, it would be delicious, but it was straight from the ocean, I found it on the beach and I probably shouldn't even, shouldn't not have eaten it but you know I just I really wanted to taste the texture and it just looked so good that I needed to try it but I've been like eating kelp and then I was at the beach with my friend and I saw a seal literally jump out of the water trying to attack a seagull the seagull got away then the seagull went and got a crab and then it ate the crab on a rock and then two hawks were like literally floating in midair like they looked like they were working for the bourgeoisie with their cameras or something it was so cool and like I was standing on this rock kind of like an island like I jumped to it and the waves were like crashing on it and I was like getting a little bit wet I got some aesthetic photos I have been having the best two days of my life because I've been going to the ocean if this is your sign to make the move to the ocean if you want okay when I moved here I had one friend my best friend Brooke okay I had Brooke it was me and Brooke together forever still together forever but now like you know we both have like more friends you will make friends wherever you go if you try to make friends oh my god also I started my sexting class I don't think I've told anyone about this but I am taking a course in my, just an elective for my university and it's called the history of sexting. And it's an English course, K, And I took it because I was like, oh my God, like sexting, that's so funny. Like I'll try it out because, you know, if it's bad or it's not what I think it is and I can just like drop it in a week, whatever, no charge. It is so much fun. Literally, we walked in, K, The amount of Tinder matches that walked through the door was phenomenal. Like I have probably seen most of the men in that class on Tinder you know the guy who sat next to me oh my god he was gorgeous he was gorgeous he had these like colored like fingernails so immediately i was like you're a little fruity i think and i know i know that that is not you know crochet just because his nails are painted he's not gay no But it means he's probably more confident in his masculinity because some hockey boy from Manitoba would probably not paint his nails, okay? So I was like, oh my god, there's a British guy behind me. Didn't get a good look at him, but I hope to next time. I have class again tomorrow. Literally, we're going to be learning about like dinosaur erotica, which is literally like dinosaur porn. So I don't like, I don't really know what that's about, but hopefully I'm going to learn something from it. I think it will be interesting. You know, he was, our professor was like getting people to read erotic poems out loud I kid you not, I'm a child. I I had such a hard time getting through that. I don't think he could have called on me because I would not be able to get through an entire erotic, like, I could not read an erotic poem out loud to people. Like, that's so funny. And I'm like, okay, I don't know, but we have, like, some writing assignments in this class. Like, am I going to literally have to write smut? Like, am I, like, I literally think I'm going to have to write, like, a sex scene. But you know what? I, I'm imaginative. I'm creative. I can figure it out. But it, rose the question why is sex so awkward I don't think sex should be as awkward of a subject I turn bright wet red when I'm embarrassed and I let me tell you I was like a baboon's bottom in that class I don't know why I was embarrassed I think that sex is like awkward a lot of the time because it's almost seen as dirty and like there's such negative connotations to like sex especially when it comes to like religion and like things like that and that's a whole other like i could literally make an entire topic on this but i briefly wanted to touch on it to tell you that i think that we need to be more open about sex and i think that we can do that by talking about it more because the more that we talk about sex and we're open with sex and sexuality it doesn't become awkward anymore for me like i would never talk about it with my parents i just could not do that but like with my friends i'm very open about it and, you know, I hope to be more open about it on this podcast eventually, you know, because, like, it shouldn't be an awkward subject. It should be, so, like, it's just something that people do. Like, it's, it's literally fucking biology. I'm sure, I think my parents listen to this, so I'll probably wait a little while. It just should not be as awkward of a subject as it is, and I think that is a, what this class is teaching me. And it's really cool to kind of get out of my comfort zone and learn about this stuff. Now, one thing I learned from my English professor today was... I find that people want others to, like, climb the ladder or whatever and go through what they did to get where they are. You know what I mean? So, like, for example, hazing. Hazing has gone on in things like sports forever. I've talked before. I think it's um, tales of, like, an all-boys private Catholic school or, like, sins, whatever. It's an old podcast episode I did. Great. Go listen to it. But I talked about, like, how I was, like, kind of hazed, basically, when I was in high school. They always framed it as, like, a thing where, oh, like, we did this in high school, like, so, like, you have to do it, blah, blah, blah. Or, like, people in, like, higher-ups in a workplace or managers or maybe your teachers will say, oh, you guys have it so much easier. Like, when I was a student, I had to do this and it was so much harder. And they almost want you to, like go through the struggles that they went through to get where they are because it's almost like a punch in the belly to them if you get it easier to get where they are if that makes sense and people they don't want to have struggled to get where they are and see someone do it in an easier way and I get that but I also think like shouldn't we be improving the ways we do things like for example hazing as I have said is really shitty and honestly that like I think scarred me for life. Like I, I hated my experience at that school overall. And that's why I moved schools in grade 11 was because the like culture was just so awful. But the traditions like fuck tradition, like let's move on. Let's make new traditions. Like they can change, they can become malleable. They can be different. Like we don't have to always stick to what everyone else used to do because What everyone else used to do is not what I want to do. And we want to improve our world and everything. You know what I mean? So I hate, hate, hate when people are like, you guys have it so easy these days with your like phones and whatever. Like, yeah, hopefully it's called progress, my guy. I love today's episode. I don't think I'm going to be doing video podcasts anymore. I feel like that's just a YouTube video at that point. I am going to be starting YouTube. I'm not going to say when it's going to come out. I'll keep you updated on my Instagram at Diaries of a Homosexual. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you got something from it. I hope if you have any family issues, maybe you can relate to what mine are. Maybe we can bond over it. Please, please, please review the podcast. Rate it five stars, okay? If you're listening to this and you're like, I'm going to be a little asshole and rate it like not five stars, please don't. Because you know what that is? Homophobic. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Please just make me happy and rate it five stars. I would really appreciate that. But anyways, I love you so much. You can follow me on TikTok at Diaries of a Homosexual. You can follow me on Instagram at Diaries of a Homosexual or at Chris J. Sigurdsson. That's K-R-I-S-J-A-Y-S-I-G-U-R-D-S-O-N. Rewind it if you need to re it. I love you. I love you so much. I am so, so grateful for you listening this long. I love you. Bye, homos.